Hey guys, Montel here, and thanks so much for tuning in to this edition of Free Thinking with Montel. And I'm so psyched to have the guest I have on today because, you know, trying times require different looks. And we're living in some trying times right now. And I know people are trying their best to figure out, you know, what they do about their own health, what they do about taking care of themselves. And some are looking for alternatives. You know, I mean, we've tried all the tried and true Western medication things that are out there. But there are some other options that some have found viable and actually very, very helpful. And my guest today is a clairvoyant diagnostician, also known as a medical intuitive. She's an energy medicine practitioner and what some would call a spiritual healer. Please welcome Bobby Vogel to Free Thinking with Montel. Bobby, thanks so much for being a part of the show today. Hey, Montel. Thank you so much for having me. Absolutely. Thank you so much for being here. And I should do 100% full disclosure with Bobby and I have been friends for years now. And, um, you know, I've been trying to get her on uh, Free Thinking with Montana. We finally have a chance to have her here. So, Bobby, let's go back for a minute. Let's tell people what, let's start with the idea of being a clairvoyant diagnostician or a medical intuitive. What does that mean? Okay. So uh, for me, what it means as I'm spirit taught, um, I have been shown from spirit, um, the etheric body, which is, so I'm the founder of etheric medicine. That's the name of my practice. And I am able to visualize the etheric body, which we all have, right? We all have the etheric, an etheric body. Our soul comes in. Explain to people what etheric body yeah. means. What does that mean? Go ahead. Yeah. So all of us, every one of us have an etheric body, scientifically proven, lots of information on it. Our soul, what I know to be true, and I'm taught from spirit, is that our soul comes in our etheric body first. And our physical body is then a hologram and uh, of our etheric body. So everything that we experience does it, if it's whether it's trauma, emotional, physical, everything that's going on on the planet right now, which is why it's so important to be talking about this, it all comes into our etheric body first because our etheric body, for me, it it looks it, it comes off of the physical and then it also um, overlaps, looks about six inches to me, you know, um, in that realm and within the overlap are the meridians and the chakras and things like that, which, so our etheric body and its meridians are actually the communication between both bodies. And so what we're learning finally, and as what I have known for four and a half years now, astoundingly, is that unless our etheric body is well, our physical body can't be right. So we, so we spend all our time, everything is the physical, right? You know, the medicine that we have, except we're moving into spirit medicine now, or, or the awareness of it is all based around how do we heal the physical? And the thing is, whatever is in the etheric, if that is not cleared, then it simply duplicates back into the physical. Even if you've had surgery or these other things, it's like people have reoccurring illnesses is because Nobody understands or hasn't to this point that we have to, our etheric body is a light body. It's so like we, aura? Is it like an aura? I mean, break it down so that, you know, the layman can understand when you keep talking about the etheric body. We say it's, it's what, it, what is that? Is that a, it's not physical. So what is it? No, for me, it's, it, well, so what I'm shown is that it's like this, it's, it's almost the, the best way to explain is like this translucent bluish, type and it's different for everybody because everybody's holding different energies stagnations and illnesses and um in their etheric body so it's it's the it's the shape of our physical body which is why our physical body it's the hologram of it right it's not such sharp lines of course but um so So people like you can see that i mean can the average person see their etheric body No. So that's answering your question about clairvoyance. You know, one of my gifts 
is clairvoyant so i can see that and i've been you know taught over these last four and a half years i've been shown meridians of the etheric body how to how to remove like what is illness like how did this illness originate in someone in one of my clients for instance because this is my practice this is what i do every day i'm working with lots of cancer patients and also you know uh guidance things but The etheric body is a light body. We are light beings. That's who we are. And we put so much again on the physical. And so our, our, our etheric body needs light in order to, to function and to fill and to flow and everything, just as much as our physical body needs oxygen. And so if no, if people don't understand that they need to fill their their etheric body with light as they're taking in oxygen and really visualize doing that. Their spirit taught me this breathing the light exercise. It's actually on my website. It's the first thing you'll see. And it's profound tool for clearing, not just our energy, but moving illnesses out and calming our anxiety out. Because when there is like the level of anxiety that's happening on the planet for everyone, even if people didn't have anxiety before they sure do now, right there, people are rattling with fear. And so let's use that example. You know, this, all the news is coming in at us, right? All the low vibration of what's happening, the, not just the pandemic, all the craziness that's happening in politics and everywhere that, that it is truth that that is coming at us energetically and it's incredibly powerful so that's coming in and it's being absorbed into the etheric body and then and then it affects the flow of the etheric so so what spirit has taught me is the flow starts here and like with anxiety it 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 quivers our energy body like it has its own energy system like i call it electrical system for you know layman's terms So when our electrical system is quivering in our etheric body, everything we take in, water, uh, supplements are all the rage right now, you know, anything, food, good food, bad food, doesn't matter. It starts, it begins to stagnate here in our energy because we, it's not flowing. And then people feel the effects of that. Then then that anxiety translates into the physical body. And then the, and then we're start, then we're aware, oh my God, I'm so anxious. I don't feel well. I'm exhausted. I'm angry. I can't get a hold of my fear. I'm feeling hate. I'm, you know, all these things that are um, showing up right now are all being held in, in everyone's etheric bodies. And what's happening collectively is that it's pulling us all down. You notice that, you know, you can see things don't appear to be getting better. Uh, energetically, right? It's, it's, that's what it's, you, you look at the news every day and it's, it's, it's whatever. It's like, there's, there's such a desperate need right now on the planet for people to start being what I call soul responsible, which is start coming in here, coming into your own space, your own body, etheric body. We have both. We have to take care of both. And I'll keep repeating that because it's vital. And in the way that we heal anything is because the way to explain this is it, if it came in your etheric body first, which everything does, even if a car accident, if you want to use a car accident, it's like, okay, that everybody, it's the physical trauma you think is like the worst part of it, right? Well, the physical trauma had to come through the etheric body to get to the physical body and it's reverberating, right? And then the the wound maybe the broken bone for instance is healed in the physical but the trauma is still sitting in the etheric and that can you know so the way to actually heal so you'll see people i don't know why i can't heal it still hurts or you know i have a lot of um scar tissue things like that is because it's still hanging out in the etheric body And so this is a whole nother medicine, which is like, we can remove this from the etheric body because once it's removed from the etheric, our physical body is so brilliant. It begins to heal itself, but it needs to have the space to do that. 
right? So if it's being, the best way to think about it is if it's being crowded by the density and stagnation of the original wound in the etheric, the physical body then become, becomes more consumed with trying to um, get rid of the offense for lack of better, that it's not, it doesn't just have the environment to heal itself and to do what it knows to do. It's a profound truth. Um, you're working with doctors right now, you're out of California, you're working with doctors all over the place that recommend patients come to you who've had issues that they can't seem to solve, right? Right. So, yeah, I mean, it's, yeah, I'd like to tell a story about a little girl that passed recently, but um, Dr. Bueller, who is in Salt Lake City, uh, Utah, I met him by chance, right? There is no chance, but um, I was there being filmed for a documentary about cancer and he was at dinner, long story short, he is a chiropractor there and he's pretty well known. He was the um, Utah jazz doctor for years. And he was taught uh, by somebody, a Dr. Beardall from the 70s. Dr. Beardall passed away in a car accident, but he was spirit taught. It's, it's crazy. So I had never heard of this. So I said, hey, you know, long to in the essence of time, I, at dinner, I said, hey, could I come while I'm here? Can I come just watch you at your clinic? That would be amazing. Because what he's talking about are you know, not just doing the adjustments that how every single point in our body corresponds to illness somewhere or, or discomfort. And so it's not just the adjustment in the, in the spine, but there's a way to do pressure points throughout the body. And I was like, oh my God, that's what spirit's been teaching me. And that's what I've been doing. I've been, but I've been, but I've been taught to do it, uh, for me, it's relighting the meridians because they, you know, when they originally showed up for me um, while I was working with a acupuncturist about three years ago now, I saw blue balls start lighting up throughout this client's body. She had lymph cancer. And it was the first, I was like, oh my God, I opened my eyes because these blue balls started lighting up. And then spirit started teaching me the, about the meridians and how every one of them relates to an organ. And I didn't know anything about acupuncture. And so what I do with what I started doing with people is just re I can see which ones are not lit also in the etheric body. So I light them up. So I've said to this Dr. Bueller, wow, that sounds a lot like what spirit's been teaching me. Can I come? And he's, oh, sure, you know, and I didn't understand his, like, he wasn't hesitant, but he wasn't as stoked as he would. He didn't understand why I was so excited, right? And um, I'll explain in a minute why he was that way. But so I said, how about Thursday? It was two days away. I showed up there and I was just prepared to watch, you know, it was just going to be a wallflower and give him space just to see what was going on here. And he brought me in and he just threw me in with clients. And he's like, he, he was in the middle of adjusting this uh, football player. And um, I was just standing on the wall and he did his thing and he looked at me and he's like, so what do you see? Cause he was testing me. Now I know he was testing me. And I was like, well, uh, bah, 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 bah. and I started saying there's, you know, what you're doing is, moving the energy this way, but this is this, that is that this whole, and I just started telling him what it was I was being shown. And he does this muscle testing his own. He has people sit up and he does this specific muscle testing on people. And he looked at me, he's like, really? He's never talked about that or complained about that. I was like, well, I mean, that's what spirit's saying. And that's what I'm looking at. So he muscle tested this football player for what it was I was saying. And sure enough, he tested you know, that he needed work on this area. And then I just started, I just kept, and then he's like, now what, how about now, now what, now what? And so we worked on this, um, his patient, I didn't put my hands on him, but I was telling him what to do. And then where I would put my finger, you know, on places 
where I knew he needed, the doctor needed a, you know, he does these, they call him Dr. Two Fingers or something because he uses these, this an immense pressure. And so I would just do it on my own body where he should be putting his fingers. And he just was like, and then he brought me in and then he was like, oh my God, this is nuts. And then he brought me in to another, you know, hop, hop into another room and this, um, this older woman, uh, adorable walked in and they had known each other for a long time. You could tell. And she's like, I don't know my, the side of my right foot really hurts. And I'm going numb in my left arm. And I, you know, I just, it's really bothering me. It's, it's, it hurts to walk. And she's like, got cute jeans on very health, you know, active looking and travels and stuff. And so I was just standing way back on the side. He hadn't introduced me yet. And, and so he gets the complaint from the patient, you know, what hurts today. And he puts it in this computer and the computer spits out what points he's supposed to manage according to that, you know, complaint, which I had never heard of or seen. So I was just like, wow. And so as I was standing back, spirit showed me this, um, this blunt force trauma to her upper rib cage. I watched it ha- rehappen and that one of the ribs j- j- was pliable enough and it jutted backwards right into her scapula area, but it came back into place. But when it did that, it j- pinched a nerve. So I stepped forward. I said, did you break your ribs recently? Like, did you break this? And she was like, looked at me and Dr. Beeler's like, this is Bobby Vogel. She's a medical intuitive here, you know, for the day. And she turned to me and she was like, I didn't break it, but last month I did fall. I tripped and fell and I broke, somehow I broke my fall with my chest and then I hit my face. But I had an, they did an x-ray, but it, it wasn't broken. And I said, no, it's, it didn't break, but you have a pinched nerve. And I said, and I went up to her and I went right. And I turned her around and I put my finger right where spirit showed me. She was like, ah, and Bueller jumped, Dr. Bueller jumped off his stool. And he was like, come on. And he tested her for it. And we did, we worked on her together and, um, I mean, it's a longer story than that, but she, he was just like, this is insane. I would have, you know, she walked out with no pain. I was, you know, talking to her about the things that spirit was coming through. And she looked at me and said, I asked you to come here today. I prayed for you to show up. So it's this profound union that is happening. That's needing to happen between we can call it spirit medicine and Western medicine. Um, and crazy enough, I just watched last night the first time that um, Netflix surviving death. Have you, it's, I've only, yeah, it's incredible. Um, and the little girls who just passed away two weeks ago, her mother texted me yesterday and said, I'm watching surviving death. Have you heard of it? And I had, but I didn't give it much thought. She said so much of what you have said about Addie, her little girl who passed from cancer is what they're talking about. So it was another reminder, huh? Maybe I better watch this. And there's just so many profound, it's just, it's, this medicine has been around for such a, I mean, centuries. Let's and, talk about that. Let's talk about that for a second. I mean, when you say this medicine, but, but again, for the person who's tuning in for the first time and never heard of, you know, etheric medicine, how do they understand that, but, you know, that this is real in some way? I mean, you say this has been around for a long time. How long ago was this practice started? My practice? No, the practice of etheric medicine. You said it's been around for a long time. Well, uh, Spirit gave me the name etheric medicine only four and a half years ago. So, I mean, people call it, I think, spirit medicine. Uh, I don't know if they call it, you know, clairvoyance as we started this conversation with. So that's clairvoyance is is that where, where, where you're able to, I am able to, and other people who are able to commune with spirit 
you know, I've been flanked by spirit doctors before working on, and I know it sounds crazy, but there's a, there's a, there's a place that takes you from, and it was interesting because it was also on, I speak so much about this, is, you know, going from believing to knowing takes faith, which is something that I teach in my practice. It's, you know, is, is that journey, you know, where I was connected to faith through my own hardships, you know, how I even got here in the first place. It took, it took faith for me to even trust and understand and believe what it was I, I was being shown to do with people, right? Like, take, it's, us on that, take us on that journey right there. You said about four years ago, this is when it happened for you, right? Right. So about four and a half years ago now, I, so I had, I was a top producing real estate agent in San Francisco, Oakland area. Um, went through a bunch of hard stuff. I decided to move myself, um, down to LA where I wanted to, I'd always wanted to be a real estate agent after watching million dollar listing, you know, and, oh, it looks so easy. Wrong. <laughs> so, um, at the time, my son, who's adopted at 14 months old, he's now um, 18 and a half. He was in a high care facility due to the circumstances of his birth. He's struggled a lot with behavioral issues. And um, so he was up north in a, in a care facility. And so I um, moved him down to Southern California to be closer to me and Long story short, um, he wasn't, you know, he wasn't, they kicked him out of there. He wasn't able to go to school a lot for the first time he was in a regular school. And I gradually um, lost everything. And so I went from, you know, all the, the things that I thought mattered in the Bay Area to struggling to even know how to help my son, struggling to get the system to help him being able to go to work every day, trying to get, you know, I lost, I had to leave my Mercedes Benz in the Ross parking lot in Venice. I, uh, I ended up with a sheriff sticker on the door, you know, with an eviction and no food, like a nightmare. And um, I was so scared and broken, like everything that I had ever done that worked before to like, you know, rev you know, Phoenix rising. I have a huge Phoenix tattoo because I've I've had a lifetime of you know challenging things, which is all incredible and you know empowers me now because it brought me to my purpose. But I and I had a suicide plan, and um, because I know you know my both my parents are on either side. I was alone there. My son ended up going you know um, getting in pretty big trouble and. Um, going to um, detention, you know, a juvenile detention. And uh, I, I was tapped out, terrified, and I couldn't. So I had um, a plan. This was a Wednesday, I remember, because my plan was to leave the planet on Monday. And I had stockpiled some of these meds that my son was on. And I was, I knew I was serious because you know being an ex-paramedic also i i know that that when you get to that place it's for real you know you don't talk about it you don't do anything and it was a wednesday and i was in the room and i was literally having pillow fight with the wall screaming crying booger crying and i was like what the fuck, you know, God fucking help me, help me. I can't do this, like completely depleted. Am I this bad? Am I this wrong? You know, have I done such bad things? Like I can't get back on track. So if I'm meant to come home, you know, come back, you, you know, I'm okay with that. But if I meant to stay here, then I need a pretty big sign. And that I, that I, otherwise I'm going to, I'm coming home. And I, I heard, you know, heard you still have healing to do. And I, and my own voice 
I heard my own voice answer, but what is it? It's not that I'm, I, I'm trying to renege or, or that I'm trying to sidestep anything that I said I would do, but I just don't know what it is. And what's interesting about that is that I wasn't yet in the understanding that in my human brain, you know, at that time, I wasn't in the understanding that we sign up for things yet. So it was interesting for me to hear coming out. There was this understanding all of a sudden that um, I had things that I still said I was going to heal here and things that I still said I was going to do, which is interesting. And so, you know, it's kind of funny, but it was like, God, I, you know, and non-denominational, um, which I didn't even know I believed in, you know, at the time I said, I'm not trying to give you an ultimatum, but you know, if it, I need you to give me a huge sign. And so I went to, I went on the, the rest of the week, nothing happened, no signs, whatever. So I was just settling into the fact and that I was, was going to leave and I was finding comfort in that. And then Saturday, a friend got in touch with me out of the blue from Chicago who happened to be in town and said, Hey, can I take you to lunch? And like I said, there's a sheriff sticker. I have no car. I'm riding my bike around trying to sell real estate on Abikini Boulevard, which, you know, <laughs> crazy um, <laughs> pedaling to Santa Monica. I was just so nuts when I think about it. And so take me to lunch. Heck yeah. Cause I could, I didn't have money to eat. Right. So um, I went and I didn't talk about any, you know, I was very surfacey, which is unlike me, you know, that about me, we, we go deep when we talk. Right. So I didn't say anything about my circumstances, nothing. And she mentioned right as we were going to leave, she said, Hey, have you heard of agape? And I thought it was a Mexican restaurant, you know, so I wasn't interested. I knew I, you know, I'll never go to this place. I'm leaving, you know? <laughs> so I said, Oh, is it, you know, I don't know that restaurant. She said, no, it's a non-denominational church with Michael Beckwith, you know, the guy from The Secret. And I didn't know who he was. And um, so I was like, oh, great, cool, whatever. Didn't give it much thought. I woke up the next morning and um, at the time my son was still home. I get, as time goes, I get things jumbled, but there was something about hearing the cartoons in the from my room. He was watching cartoons and I, I was, you know, like heartbroken also at like, I don't know how to help, you know, I don't have the tools. And so I was facing another day with this and, um, I grabbed my laptop, I opened it and I Googled agape and I just, I got it without even looking in the mirror, threw on sweats and ran out the door. And we went, you know, to, we were a couple of minutes late. So we weren't let in right away. And then they opened the doors and I remember walking in and being like, oh shit, this guy is, this room is filled. There's probably 2000 people in here. So it was like standing room only, but there were two seats there. I scurried over there and within like, 30 seconds I had my face in my hands like this and tears were just pouring down because to this day I don't know if he if Michael Beckwith was actually saying these things to everyone or if this was literally just spirit God speaking directly to me and that's what I was hearing either way I was being given all these messages that were so um, specific to, to my circumstances, my son, my thoughts that morning, things that my parents were coming through a bit and things like that. So all I could hear was, and all I knew was I'm not supposed to leave, you know? And I felt this incredible love wash over me and this knowing that I wasn't alone and that everything that I had been saying was heard. And this is what brought me to this unwavering faith is that in that final hour, because now I was less than 24 hours from leaving 
in that final hour is like, I got grabbed by the back of the shirt and, you know, I raised my head up for the first time in a long time, knowing like that this enveloping love and this support and this guidance. And it, even though I walked out of there, uh, seemingly with things, you know, you could say maybe got worse because I did get, we got evicted and my son did get in, you know, all this trouble and stuff. I knew that I wasn't walking alone anymore. I knew that for sure, because there is no other way that these messages could have come through so clear. And I understand it now because that's what I do every single day. I just, I communicate on behalf of people's spirit guides and God non-denominational and loved ones on the other side, step forward to help me heal people. But I didn't get the depth of it until that moment. And it's unshakable for me that we are not surrounded by guides and our loved ones and, and God's the supervisor. Sense that that moment that you were surrounded by guides and they were going to direct you on something you were going to do. Right. And, and so most of at that moment, did you know what it was they were going to direct you to do that you would be able to utilize them to help you heal people? I had no idea, Montel. This is what I, I try to ex I explain to people that even today, literally this day, I don't wake up and, and say, I want to be, I want you to guide me here, here, here. I want da, da, da. I just keep showing up now and saying, I'm here for whatever it is I said I would do. And I'm paying attention. I want to be in service. All I care about is that I, well, number one, that I'm doing what my soul said. I, I'm, I'm honoring my soul enough to continue to ask and step forward in faith, 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 faith. This is what it takes on a daily basis is like, you, you know, think about yourself being blindfolded if you want, you know, when you, when you, when somebody blindfolds you, you don't go running right? You, you're, you trust, it's obviously a trusted person, hopefully. And you know that you're going to be okay. Take one step to the right, take one step to the left. It's kind of like that. If, you know, I speak a lot about that as well. If you can wake up in the morning and think of it in that way, that you've already, your soul, we could talk about reincarnation and which is, you know, well, I wanted to tell a little bit about Addie, the little girl and and then also another woman that um, I helped cross over recently. And the thousand sessions I've done with people, it is an absolute truth that before we come in and take a body, this physical body, right? This is how our soul comes in in the etheric. We sign up for every single thing that we experience. And that's a hard one for people. We sign up for it because it's on our behalf because wounds are tools for transcendence, our soul's transcendence. So when we do it, at the time we do it at our highest level self, right, when we're not in a human body and have agreed to amnesia, we're doing it on our own behalf, selfishly, if you want to think of it that way, because the more things that you heal and the more things you put in your basket, if you want to think about it, that was what it's Spirit always has these cute analogies. So they showed me some years ago, it's like little red riding hood basket, if you want to think about it. And so like, and think about wounds in jars, right? So like one of my wounds that I put in my jar, one of the many, cause I'm a badass, right? <laughs> and I knew I wanted to come down here and do it this time. You know, I, I'm here for it. I wanted to serve humanity, all these things. You know, I didn't know that in my human brain until, you know, four years ago, but one of my wounds is abandonment, for instance, to use this as an example. And I put it in there and then this soul on the other side steps forward and we are genderless and says, in order to be in service to your soul's transcendence, right? Because when I heal that wound, I level up my soul transcends. I vibrate higher and some of that veil lifts some of that amnesia. Right. Mm -hmm. 
Because our higher self is right here. We're not, it's not, we're not disconnected from it. We just can't remember. And so this soul says, I'll step forward and create the wound of abandonment on your behalf. Now, and she's called my birth mother, right? Because I'm adopted. And at the time, I'm just like, thank you so much. What a sacrifice, right? Because certainly that's going to create wounds for her. And my guides who are there with me already chosen, it's already agreed upon, say not so fast. When you remember, when you get in your human body, you've agreed to amnesia. This isn't going to be so funny. You know, you're going to, this is going to hurt. You're going to have wounds. You're going to behave out of these wounds. You're going to this, you're going to that. But we're going to be with you during the whole thing. We will hold every experience, every emotion, every wound, every everything, your purpose on your behalf. And when it's time to wake you up, we will do it. And we're, yes, please, you know, we ask them to do it. And so we are spirit and body. Our guys are spirit, just not in body. That's, that's it. Like, and so this is their purpose in the right now with us is to, is to guide us and to, because they, you know, and then we, we, we fill our basket or, or, you know, all these things because the, to, to transcend and then we also, it's a beautiful thing. We go before God, non-denominational, and we, we select. We're not handed a life purpose. It's a beautiful collaboration. I've watched it over and over and over. And it's this beautiful collaboration. We're so happy about it, whatever it is, right? And so we come in here with our unique life purpose that is unique to our soul and because that purpose is so unique to our soul even though there's purposes that look similar there isn't nobody has the exact same life purpose that's on the planet in a body right now and because we have this unique purpose we also have our own unique relationship with god okay and all we need to do, what changed my life and what I try to support people in and teach people is all we have to do is ask what, you know, even if you're a non-believer, what, who, why is ego gets in the way of just being humble enough to say, what is it that I said I would do? I don't remember, but you know, and how do you communicate with me? Because you see, you have your own beautiful, special connection and communication with God and your guides because we are so unique. And go ahead. Well, I was gonna, look, I gotta take a little break. I got to pay some bills. So let me take a break real quick, do that. And when we come out of that, I want you to explain how that shifted to your guide telling you that you had the ability to look at other people who were suffering and help them understanding where their suffering comes from and then help them heal out of that suffering. That's, that's where I'm trying to get to. I want to be able to have some can understand what it is exactly that you do. I mean, I get, you know, the fact that you had that epiphany moment for your, but that moment didn't say that Bobby Vogel is going to be right. cooler. That right. moment was said, I want to open you up to the fact that there are people here and there are different levels that are supporting you. How did those levels let you translate that into now you need to go help other people? Right. Let's take a break and real quick, pay some bills and come back and tell me about how that happened. Okay. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Sure. I'm going to take a little break. You have been listening to Free Thinking with my time. Our guest today is clairvoyant diagnostician, diagnostician and well-known medical intuitive and energy medicine practitioner and spiritual healer, Bobby Vogel. We'll be back right after this. Hey guys, thanks so much for tuning in to Free Thinking with Montel. And our guest today is Bobby Vogel, who is an energy medicine practitioner and a spiritual healer, a clairvoyant diagnostician, and also known as a medical intuitive. Thank you so much, Bobby, for being here with us today and sharing your experience and how you came to do what it is you do. Yeah, thank you. Thank you so much. Absolutely. Right before we went to the break, you were talking about the fact that you had gone through this this you know, a moment in your life, which was really kind of just completely, 
you know, earth changing and, and, and soul changing for you. You walked out of there recognizing that you had purpose, but your purpose wasn't def defined yet as a clairvoyant diagnostician. So when did that happen? When did you realize that you had the ability to look at someone else's medical issue and find the underlying causes that were exacerbating those physical medical issues. Yeah. So, you know, it's a fast forward because it didn't happen overnight. I, I spoke about the walking in faith because I, I just kept following that. And then it came through that I needed to find a teacher. So I happened upon uh, Linda Howe, who I knew, you know, 25 years ago in Chicago was now teaching the Akashic records. And I'd never heard of the Akashic records. It didn't matter to me because I saw her face and I was like, oh, there's my teacher. And so I signed up and uh, the very first for the practitioner course. And so we had to, during the course, open our own Akashic records, which is, um, I don't work in the records any, anymore, but it, it is like a, it's a, it's, it's like a giant library of all you know, the future, past, present, you know, things. Um, and, you know, so it's accessible, the information is accessible. And so I, the very first time I opened my own records, taking that course, I was, I wrote down, I was basically channeling uh, and, and then I closed my records and I, I read it back and I was like, holy crap, like, that was just so clear to me, you know? So throughout the course, we had to do sessions on, you know, other people uh, for free. And this woman uh, came to me and I opened her records and she, she wasn't able to get pregnant. This was like, this is one of my, this is my first experience, you know, and then it goes on, but she was about to go do in vitro and, um, I didn't know who she was. She was sent from a friend and she, she was a young person uh, in her thirties was heartbroken, the whole thing. So I went in, I opened her records and um, it's also the first time I spoke to spirit, you know, cause her, um, so all of a sudden I was like, is your mom on the other side, your grandma, your brother, you know, and they all were stepping forward and they had put her in the middle. She was surrounded by light and they put her in the middle and this it's personal information that I'm not going to share, but there were things that were still, there were energies that were still trapped in her physical energy. It's crazy that it's energetically trapped in her physical. That was um, Western medicine was calling a misshapen uterus. So you see now I understand though that, you know, so the energy of, of those, of those things was so great that it was strong enough to actually be, uh, affect her physical body in the way that it, that her uterus was misshapen. Now I can't remember there was something else, but so her mother and her grandmother and her brother all stepped forward or they were on the, uh, the line of this circle that all these spirits had her in a circle. And I was like, wow. And then they said, I was like, get in here, you know, basically like come out, like, why are you standing there? And that's when spirits, they were like, we can't, she has to ask us to. So that was a teaching. I was like, and it wasn't, it's just makes sense to me when I'm in that realm. I was like, oh, can you, is it okay that your mom, that they're here? Cause they want to help you. Can you ask them to step forward? Because they, they can't cross this line. So she asked them to step forward and one by one, they came and they, they helped do this, um, clearing. Um, they can't give too much detail, but she, they, there were three things that she needed to clear from her uterus and they were helping pack that all up. Her mother was giving so three things you're talking about, three experiences that she had something that experienced in her life. Yeah. Yeah. That she didn't put much, she thought she didn't put much weight on, right? Like in her human, she's like, well, that was a while, a long time ago. And I, this, you know, so she had blown it off. It wasn't, not blown it off, but she just didn't think it was bothering her. 
she didn't understand that this was actually being still in her, it was held in her, her physical body and her etheric body enough so that it was impeding her ability to carry. And so I remember it was a Sunday and she was going to the doctor the next day, the specialist the next day. Anyway, they helped and they, the mom gave her information, had this talk with her, all this beautiful stuff. And then uh, she went to the doctor, the, the specialist the next day who, who read it, you know, did his own tests. And I remember um, the friend who had sent her, her friend who had sent her to me text and said, Oh my God, she, she doesn't have a misshapen uterus or anything. And I was like, no way. Even myself. Right. And then a lot of people with medical problems started booking sessions with me. And I was like, huh? And so I asked Spear, because this is the relationship I now had, um, you know, like they're right here with me and my parents are with me. And I said, what is it that I'm calling this? Because I'm clear it's not the Akashic records anymore. You know, I'm like, I, because I, I, I can't even remember the the prayer for to open the records anymore. Like it was so I was clear and I asked them, what is it that we're calling this? What are you calling this? And I heard etheric medicine. I didn't even know what etheric meant. This is four and a half years ago. And I was, I didn't even, I was like, go daddy, etheric medicine. <laughs> I did a search, not even knowing what the hell it meant. Right. And I got the website and then I Googled etheric and I was like, oh my God wow, that makes absolute sense. So you see, this is how they teach me. And I, I stay within that lane. And then, as, and then this other woman came, um, you know, who, who had level 10 plus pain that I've talked about on a lot of uh, summits and things and podcasts that, you know, spirit came in and, and I was flanked by doctors on that one. And, um, uh, shown and taught like th this etheric surgery and he is today pain-free you know went to a level three to a zero pain and I've and that was now you know four years ago so things now I'm working with doctors and I'm you know working with these things and I'm and now I'm able to actually um as I was working with that little girl in Florida who passed away two weeks ago for instance, her parents saw me on Sophie Ryan's um, Facebook page. Uh, I know you know Sophie Ryan, um, whose little girl um, has a glioblastoma. And so these people got in touch with me from Florida. And so I did a Zoom session. This was before the right before the pandemic. And they said, our daughter, you know, Addie has this recurring cancer and I was able, because all I do is ask, how can I help? I ask spirit, how can I help? What do you want me to do? You know, and I'm, I tuned in and I was able to tell the parents where these tumors were and they showed me, spirit showed me the, the the um, surgeries that she's already had, but they were like, no, it, the doctor said the tumor is actually, it's actually the opposite. This, you know, it's the, that one's here and da, da, da. And so I was like, whatever, that's what I'm being shown. But their little girl, Addie, who wasn't in the room, she wasn't on camera, started telling me non-verbally that all she wanted was to be left alone. I just, she says, I just want to be a regular kid. I just want to be a regular kid. I just, and so I kept telling the parents, look, she doesn't want to be poked and prodded. She's just saying she wants to swim and play and dance and all these things. And then, um, I didn't hear, so they, they went about their, their business. I didn't, they, with the pandemic hit, you know, money gets tough for people. And plus Addie started doing a lot better. And she indeed had this beautiful summer swimming, dancing, you know, all kinds of selling Girl Scout cookies and being a regular kid. And then her parents only three and a half weeks or so ago popped back up and said, 
we we need your you know we need your help um Addie's you know had a scan and her um the tumor came back in her lungs is pretty big and so we put her on this trial the doctors put her on a trial and she was running around and fine it would you know she just had this regular scan and now she's home on hospice so yeah within two weeks her cancer went her lung spread like wildfire into her liver into her stomach in two weeks and the doctor sent her home on hospice and so it's there's a profound reason to be telling this story because um so because it ties into reincarnation and wounds and why would you know how could a kid possibly sign up for so many wounds to to create that level of density is a question i always get asked how could a kid have that level of emotional woundedness and so it answers Addie actually answered the question so i said what can i so let me tune in and see you know what is the most what's the thing that's that I could help the most with, in your opinion, I asked her mother, um, Kara. And so when I tuned in, you know, Kara had said, well, her stomach's really distended. So when I, I went and I tuned in at like two in the morning and I went into the, you know, quantum field and I found her, I found her. And this is how I do my work. I don't have to literally be on um, the computer in person. And I asked, can I help, you know, is it okay if I help you? Cause I can't just go in there, you know, and because if people don't want to heal, I, you know, that's true in physical form as well. If you don't want to, it can't be forced. So she said, yes. And I could see the pain that she was in her stomach was like pushing up on her ribs really. And making her scared, you know, and so her heart rate plus it just, you know, it was horrible. And so I did, I asked spirit, how can I help? What can we do here? And so I did all the things in the essence of time. And um, I just, to get this, the fluid and like the, the stuff, I just remember pushing it down out of her feet. And this is like in the etheric as well. And then I woke up the next morning and I text, how is Addie doing? And she said, her stomach's completely flat her the the hospice nurse came expecting her to have passed already or close to it but her vitals are all stable so we were like yay you know and holding out hope and then the next night I went and this is so for me it was a profound thing is so I went and I found Addie and she was kind of losing the will to stay you know, to, to hang in there. And she was, I mean, yes, that's just the best way to say it. And so I asked again, how can I help? And spirit had her, and this was the first time I've been witness to this, you know, with a kid release all past debts. So remember in reincarnation, when we come in here, we already have stuff in our basket from other lifetimes, but also whatever else we sign up for. But the stuff never leaves our basket through our lifetimes over and over until it is healed. Does it leave? So, and I'm, this is, I'm just injecting this here because we don't, you know, a lot of people ask about suicide. If we're relieved from all of the wounds, if we do that, and the answer is no, like that they're all still in the basket. So Addie had brought forward a lot of karmic stuff from other lifetimes as well. And so in this moment, they, which was a healing, they had Addie basically say, I'm releasing all debts and agreements that I have around anything that I've done from my, uh, any past life. And it, I didn't even know you could do that. Right. So it's another teaching. So I was like, wow. And she literally was like this and she released things that was pretty powerful. And it helped me understand, oh my God, you know, that makes sense as to how a child, you know, um, 
it makes sense for a lot of things, but like this child had to release all these debts, but also the fact that you can heal all the way till the end is profound, right? At any age. And so the next day, so she was, she was having trouble eating. She has a feeding tube the next day. But so then the next night, the third night I went to find her and I couldn't find her. Hmm. And I, you know, cause I was like, but I could see sort of the, like the imprint of where she would have been. And I didn't understand it at the time. Again, I, I, I wait for spirit to teach me. I don't read things. Um, other, I'd rather wait and stay in my lane so that I fully understand them to be true. And so I couldn't find her and I didn't, I was like, what am I just, she, maybe she just doesn't want me to help her tonight, you know, which is fine. Great fell back asleep. And again, it's always like two or three in the morning. So right when I woke up, cause I slept a little later, not, you know, an hour later, I text her mother, Kara. And I said, how is she? Cause I was like, what is, what was that? You know, that I couldn't find her. And she typed, she passed, hmm. she just passed. And I was like, I like dove out of bed and I was like, what? And I called, she didn't answer. And of course her mother, her parents, devastated and um she she got she started texting me saying last night Addie's kept talking to her dad about home 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 and we were like what is she delete you know what's going on why does she keep talking about this and then when she woke up she found Addie's older brother sitting on her bed which she said was really unusual <laughs> and she was talking and then she came in the room and she was talking about home and she was just, you know, I mean, imagine, right. It's most people, you know, unfortunately there's a lot of people with loss. And so she was asking me all these questions. Is she okay? When will we know she's okay? When will she come? Will she come? Like, how do I know she's, I mean, she was a mess. And I was in the middle of explaining to her, I, I was outside about to work out in the garage and I sat down on the weight bench and I just, I gave all my focus to it because, you know, it's <laughs> huge. And I was in the middle of saying, telling her what I know so far to be true, which is when we leave, our spirit leaves our bodies sooner than our physical body dies, you know, so there's a lot to say about that, but that when I've watched people cross, they're met by their guides, God, angels, loved ones, animals, all it's just this beautiful, no matter who they are, what they've done, what pain they're in, not in what they're passing from, everyone is met in the same way, unless people get stuck in the middle, which is another topic and does happen. But, um, I said, she's going to, she's going to be cocooned, you know, in light it's gore. It's this gorgeous thing to be witness to is you're just, you're literally brought in and cocooned and love, you know, like this love and in, in, in like incubated and light is blasted in and everyone holds you know, the space for you. And, and then they'll, then she'll, she'll show up, you know, you'll know she's there if you pay attention and stuff. And just as I was writing that, I was like, no. And then I wrote, is Addie saying that she's in her favorite yellow dress sitting on the kitchen floor with her arm around this little tiny dog that she has on the other side. Do, does she, is there a little like gray silver dog? And she was like, Oh my God. And I said, is that her? She's saying it's her favorite color, but she keeps morphing the dress from yellow to pink, yellow to pink, but she has this dog and she has the hugest lollipop I've ever seen mm. licking it. And she's saying, I get to have sugar now, which I know, and people know it's cancer and sugar are not good right. and which spirit taught me, but, and so her mom, so I was like, I myself was like, holy cow. And then 
she sent me a picture of Addie with the dog in the dress when they both were, you know, when she was sitting on there. And then she started sending me tons of pictures of her with big lollipops. Mm. And Addie just continued to give all this information. But she explained several things, which is so profound that like back in our very first session, when she said, all I want to do is be a kid, she knew that she was leaving, that this day would always come. And that, um, so she was telling her parents that to let them know that like, you gave me exactly what I wanted before I left, which is to be a kid. She was, there's these videos of her dancing and singing and like having a blast. And she explained that um, she was a teaching for me also uh, that when her body was in all that pain with her stomach distended, it, it, it scared her. Like it kind of like, it didn't allow her to not think about the fact that she was dying is, is the, is, is what I was understanding. And so the fear was like this adrenaline rush that the pain was creating and that that was holding her in her body. So the pain was actually holding her there. And once the pain, once the distension went down, it allowed her to leave. Wow. So look, Bobby, I gotta tell you, it's so interesting. It's just, just fascinating talking to you. Um, if people want to get more information, where do they go? Uh, Ethericmedicine.com. Dot com. Yeah. And though that story about Addie is a story about someone who finally, who, who literally passed away. However, you've done work with people who have survived their illnesses that doctors have not thought that they would ever survive. Right. Yeah. I, I didn't get to do a lot more work with Addie except at the end, but yes, there's, there's so many people who are healing holistically, but also, you know, being relieved of pain and illnesses and, 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 and there's a lot of people guided I'm learning, you know, to do this work and it's vital that, you know, spirit, team up with Western medicine, uh, clairvoyance, because there's, you know, I'm clear that moving forward, I'm committed to being part of a cure for cancer. And well, as a matter of fact, you're speaking at a cancer symposium in February, right? Tell us a little bit about that. Right. So uh, crazy enough, I'm, um, I was referred to Nathan Crane, the documentarian, he's doing a, the global cancer symposium. And uh, he heard about me and he interviewed me for it. Then it's mostly doctors on it, Western medicine doctors predominantly. And then there's me. And it's, it was so profound for me during our interview at the end of it. He even said it with wide eyed. He was like, do you understand you like you sound just like, like the doctor I interviewed yesterday, you sound exactly like you're saying it in different words, but you're saying the same thing. He's like, I've never, this is crazy to think, you know, you're not medically, well, I'm a paramedic, I was a paramedic, but you know, on that level. So it just gives you, it's like, where would I get this information, right? If it wasn't just coming straight from spirit. And what, what do doctors think? What do, I mean, I'm sure that you, you run into doctors who don't believe in what it is you're doing. But you run into some who do. So where where's the consensus? Where are they at? Well, doctors are shifting now, I think, because um, a lot of them are feeling more comfortable. Like I actually just went to the chiropractor the other day and he's like, so, you know, what do you do? I don't know how it came up, but I told him and he's like, he stopped. And he's like, you know what? I, I'm, what you know always just been Western medicine trained and believed and everything. He's like, but I'm really start. I'm really interested in that. Like, I would love to hear more about it because something needs to shift. Right. Like, and there is far more, you know, to this. And I know we're running out of time, but you know, we can talk about, you know, all of this being an illusion and all these powerful truths, you know, hours of conversation, but, there is far more than, than, than this physical world and this physical body, you know, and that we can 
um, we can create a lot of things in our life simply by, well, with faith, but also, you know, by changing our vibration, we can call into our world, into our video game, um, anything we want by, by utilizing the, the, the energy from our etheric body, by which, you know, that's how we were removing illnesses. I mean, there's just so much to say about all this, but doctors are, our understanding that it's vital because they're seeing people heal and it's not. And finally, it's, it's not that anyone who does work like me wants to wipe out Western medicine because we need both. And so finally, I think doctors are understanding. Yeah. They're not, if you're not clairvoyant, you can't, you got to stay in your lane because if you start faking that you are, and you're trying to help people and all you know is Western medicine, that's not going to be useful. Absolutely. Well, I'd want people to make sure that they go up if they want more information to it. Theramedicine.com. Is that right? Yep. And look for Bobby Vogel and you can get some information. We'd love to have you back. Cause I mean, I think it's just so fascinating. I want to make sure people understand the breadth of everything it is that you do. Yeah, that would be amazing. I know there's a lot of information and it, it can get overwhelming. Absolutely. But, oh, but, they, but then again, it's also good to hear the fact that, there are alternatives out there and you are being asked by some Western medication doctors to actually step in and help them in their practice. Right. And I'm, I'm so grateful for that, humbled by it. And and so excited for the future for humanity and healing and all of it. And I'm here for all of it. So I'm, I'm so grateful that you shared this today because it's incredibly powerful and useful. Absolutely. Well, thank you so much for being a part. And thank you guys for tuning in to Free Thinking with Montel. You've been listening to Ms. Bobby Vogel. And make sure if you want to get more information, you go up on ethericmedicine.com. Thanks so much. Catch us on the next Free Thinking with Montel. Thanks for joining me on Free Thinking with Montel. Please make sure you're subscribed and hit the bell to be notified when new episodes post each week. We'd love to hear your feedback, so please send us your comments. Thank you.